welcome to Geek Space Nine, the discovery and or rediscovery of Star Trek's Deep Space Nine. Here with me to talk about Season 1, Episode 3 and 4 is Sarah. Hello everyone. And Peter. Hey guys, what's up? And I'm Ben, and we are now into the show, past the pilot, into the regular episodes, and we had two pretty interesting ones, I thought, uh, one a little bit more plotty, one a little bit more uh, classic standalone Star Trek, but first we'll start with the one that's uh, a bit more in line with sort of the overall plot. We got a little more into the Bejor storyline with past prologue. This is the episode where she's Kira, uh, reacquainted with an old political dissident from her past. We a little bit learn more that she was a little bit of a freedom fighter before getting on Deep Space Nine, and maybe we'll learn a little bit more about her past. And uh, suddenly, a uh, blast from her past comes in in the day of Tana Los, a Bejoran terrorist uh, freedom fighter, so to say, uh, being chased by the Cardassians. He comes aboard looking for asylum. You don't know what to think of him. Eventually, he comes across in the Dura sisters' return. We'll talk about them. And uh, we'll learn a little bit more about his plot. So what do we all think of past prologue? I found this episode exciting. It was it was fun. It was fun to watch, especially when um, when the Duras sisters showed up. It was like, oh snap! Crossover from the Next Generation, like like familiar faces, even though they're not exactly people you want to see. But because because they are villainous, but it was st- but it was still fun. Yeah, I had no idea they uh, they carried over TNG, this and uh, Generations. I think one of the few crossovers into the movies. So. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really cool that they they were showed up again. I wasn't expecting them. They're always up to some kind of shenanigans. Indeed. Yes, they uh, they were in a classic episode where they try to take over Klingon High Council and Worf had none of that. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we got a little bit more about Kira and uh, a little bit more about where her, her loyalties lie. I felt a little bit early to already be like testing her against Cisco, but I guess it's fair to start off as early because they are still at odds with each other and, and what it means for her to be the Bajoran bridge in between uh, this new uh, I feel like they kept calling it, they call it council or a provisional government or something like that. Provisional government, uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, and Cisco. So what do you feel about Kira in this episode? Uh, yeah, pretty much same as you. It um, it did feel a little bit early. This seemed like something that maybe that sh- should have happened um, maybe more towards the end of the season. Not like a finale episode or anything like that, but just after we've gotten to know Kira a bit more and see a bit more what she really does think of life on the space station as opposed to, you know, being a J- Bajoran um, freedom fighter, um, we might say. But then again, you're exactly right. It's... Um, you know, sort of good to establish early on, I guess, that she really does feel committed to this space station, committed to sort of restoring things back to normal and maybe the freedom fight. It's not necessarily over, but she's definitely over the violent side of it. Yeah, she, uh, it's interesting, yeah, to see her where she is, and she does want desperately to believe in Tana, and I read somewhere that, uh, the, the original draft had her actually a former lover of Tana, but I think they made it a little bit more... Yeah, I think it was a little bit better choice to make it not so much romantic, but more political. I agree. Uh, Thank goodness. Uh, yeah, focus just on that, you know. Versus, I love him! Um, that would be <laughs> terrible. 
Um, so, yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it's very interesting to see her go between two sides and also to to establish, really, that Benjamin Sisko is just going to have... Both these episodes got to establish that Benjamin Sisko is just going to have none of people's poli- uh, individual business, which is what the kind of theme between both, I felt like, was both Odo in the next episode and, and Kira in this one had their own very personal drives and Benjamin very smartly kind of the dad of everybody like, okay i know you had your things before i got here but this is a new world and you have to follow these new rules which i, I appreciate seeing though his his role these two episodes is much less than last time he was mostly just the dad saying no don't do that <laughs> yeah he, uh, we also you know sorry go on Pete. no i was just and i was just gonna agree with you like yeah yeah he, he did he did kind of play like an older dad commander like don't do this it's wrong you know you're wrong Right, and I wonder how much of uh, initially his his season will be like that. Obviously, when you're a commander, that's kind of your your job, and Picard has a lot of moments of telling people to stop it. But he's definitely coming in a more hotbed political environment versus uh, Enterprise, which is obviously people want to be on the Enterprise. <laughs> a lot of people, we saw these episodes, do not want to be on Deep Space Nine. Yeah, and and when and when when you come into command of a of a space station, that that be, that because of the presence of a wormhole is going to become a kind of a economic trading, what have you, hot like like hotbed like like cross point uh, crossroads, you, you're you're definitely going to deal with a, with a, with a lot of conflicting um, views and 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 and, opi- and opinions on how things should be run and what and what people should do. So, so so yeah, so yeah, like I. I guess like I also agree. Like it was it was early on, early on to, to to see Kira in this in in a story like this. But I also found it interesting. I also liked it because after going from the first episode, uh, seeing just how much they were at odds. So it, it for me it was still nice to 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 really get an idea of of why of why Kira um, why why Kira wasn't exactly like all gung ho about, uh, about 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 Starfleet. Being uh, at DS9 and 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 really having the conflict thrown in her face and like like, like and, her, and her being kind of like for a moment at odds about what to do. I really enjoyed the scene when she went to Odo for advice. Um, I mean, in yeah. to me, in, in this case, it, he almost felt like a sort of data character, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I don't know if that's just like his costuming or the way they've done his makeup they sort of have a similar skin tone going on um but just sort of um impartial but still friendly and you know impartial in a sense but also he does know the the situation that the space station has been in for quite some time and he knows the situation on bajor but because he's neither human nor bajoran he can take a sort of step back and she can just go and say like look i'm having an issue I can't tell you everything. What do I do? And um, he gives her some pretty... Well, he doesn't even really give her too much advice. He just sort of takes a, almost like a psychologist and sort of helps her talk herself through her own problems. And then finally, I think maybe even before she realizes she's made the decision, he calls uh, Commander Cisco and is like, hey, someone wants to talk to you. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, uh, one, one thing I... I thought about Odo these two episodes, which I I really appreciate the makeup they did on him, which is very interesting. Something to think about because I remember at one point he said like, "Oh, no matter how hard I tried, in this episode or the other one, so no matter how hard I tried, I can never get your noses right." Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Referring to the uh, 
the Bajoran ridge nose thing. And yeah, that, that's what I realized his look is, is he's basically like a human or a Bajoran uh, without like details, which is also like Data. Like mm-hmm. Data just looks a little too shiny and smooth and like a little too, like he doesn't have pores or anything like that. They do a good job with that. And he looks like, yeah, he, he can't quite concentrate hard enough to get everything 100% right. Like his nose is a little bit too sharp. He has no ridges on his ears. I noticed it's a neat little thing. Like it's just ears are flat like they're not sculpted at all oh yeah yeah yeah. he has no eyebrows like there's very clever little things of like this is as hard as he can make it but he, he has limits to how it's like how precise much, his yeah how precise his look is when he's because you have realize oh he's doing this constantly because he can uh, he later says oh he has to be a in a bucket yeah <laughs> like i was in a pile <clears throat> uh yeah I, I enjoyed that as well <laughs> so i really appreciate the First, I was like, oh, why does he look like that if he can look anything? But I've really now appreciated his look. Clearly, he just does better with the uh, duffel bag. Duffel bag and chairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chairs for sure. We need, to, we need to keep a running tally of all the objects he's going to pretend to be. That would be really fun, actually. <laughs> that would be a fun <laughs> list. It used to be a thing. I'll, I'm going to start this while I, I, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> it'll be a side thing we bring up. and like, it, it, It'll be like, in this episode, and we won't even describe what it's about. We'll just be like, in this episode, Odo was this object and this object. Let's go. <laughs> and then we'll move up from there. Like, let, let's, discuss, let's discuss why. Yep. So uh, our good Dr. Julian meets a, a new character. An interesting, very fun character I quite enjoyed. And I, I do know he shows up, but I don't know how much. But I do know he does return. I liked him. It's Garrick, the uh, Cardassian something. That's what kind of makes him interesting. He's mm-hmm. uh, kind of a Peter Lorre and Casablanca kind of character. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's clearly a little slimy, but we don't know how much he's saying over and over again that he is a, uh, a clothier. But uh, Taylor. You know, why is there one Cardassian left when everyone hates Cardassians on this place? Uh, I liked him a lot, though. He was very, very fun and very interesting. Plain, you guys simple enjoy? Garrick. <laughs> yeah, I liked him. <laughs> I mean, I liked him, but like you said, you know, he's obviously slimy. We just don't know to what degree. So it's like, I'm starting to like you. I don't really want to, but at the same time, am I just being prejudiced because you're a Cardassian? Let's talk about that. You know what I mean? Right, right. And he clearly helps Julian, but again, he, he, what are his motives? He just helped him. Right. Yeah, just help him to get on, like, to make Julian believe him, or mm-hmm. you know, what? Yeah, I'll be very curious. I, I, I know he doesn't show up for a little bit longer, but uh, he's fun. <laughs> we always need a good slime ball. Yes. We can't just have cork. <laughs> Although if we was, love cork. Yeah, but if it was only cork, it would be too simple. Mm-hmm. You can't have just one. That's true. Yes, this is very true. So, yeah, it's, uh, I, think a, I think, a pretty interesting solid moving the, a little bit more about Kira and hopefully a little bit, a little bit more about her her past but uh, I'm not really a fan stable. of her new haircut but uh, really yeah oh. I don't know but then again maybe they did that so she wouldn't look so much like Ro Laren I mean I know Ro's uh, on uh, next gen but they had I didn't think you know different that. hair colors but similar hairstyles and I don't know hmm. Hmm. alright yeah, I could take I can believe that I know uh Benjamin Sisko will have a major hair change in the future. As I've yes. seen from pictures oh, of him. yeah. He goes from having hair to being bald with a goatee. Yes, yes. Like it's drastic a more classic look. I wonder if the show, much like uh, Deep Space Nine, kind of grew. You know, there's like a joke that um, 
the next generation is called growing the beard hmm. <laughs> you know index series gets really good when uh Riker has a beard finally yep that's the my friend was literally saying that to me last night about about <laughs> about about the next generation because we because we were talking about about tng and he literally said that like it, he, he, he was he was like he, he, he was like if if right if Riker has a beard then you then it's probably a good episode because it's come because it's like it's like from season three on or whatever yep and it's like that's actually that's pretty accurate. So, ah, <laughs> uh, try it again, but I'll mention it right now. This was written by Catherine Powers and directed by Shay Chataway. And our tester did the music. Sorry, directed by Winrick Colby, who famously directed the final episode of Next Generation. All good things. Which I, which I like the, the which I actually plan on watching later today because it's been a minute since I've seen that since I've seen the TNG finale so I need to go back and watch it's that. Good. It's trippy. It's a really, oh really my good god, one. so trippy! Yeah, yeah. Um, like like the the friend that I meant the friend that I just mentioned. Uh, yeah, he 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 said to me, he said to me last night he was like he w- he was like yeah if they had made that the the like the movie instead of Generations that would have been a perfect end. Yes, uh, as much as I like First Contact. Part of me kind of just wishes that uh, All Good Things was the only finale that uh, TNG got because the other movies I don't like. So yeah. I totally agree on that one. I still I, I I maintain that I like Generations. I don't really know what it is about it. I really enjoyed the music in that film. That might help. And um, I don't know when uh, when Picard first goes into the Nexus and um, Peter, you haven't seen Generations, have you? No, not recently. It's okay. Been well, years. then I, I I won't spoil, but I'll just say that when Picard goes into the nexus there's this really sort of emotional bit and i always cry i do it's it's really quite sweet actually i'm on board with that yeah i can i trust you i trust you on your music taste mm-hmm. i mean I, uh, i'm trying to remember what's what's the one where picard has like a clone son or something nemesis that ne- one yeah. is, is my least oh. favorite next gen film yeah, that a... one i will agree is really bad that's bad. I think my least favorite is Insurrection, just because it's more dull. But Nemesis is such a bummer, mm-hmm. and a uh, big waste of Tom Hardy. Really young Tom hmm. Hardy was the evil uh, Picard. Wait, pause. Tom Hardy was in that. Tom Hardy is evil Picard. Oh. Shinzon. What? Mind blown. Yeah. And it's really frustrating if you look up online. There's a really interesting. It shows you how bad directing can happen to things because. Uh. There's an interesting thing online of just the table read, and it's just Tom Hardy and Patrick Stewart in classic clothes. And it's awesome. Like, they're saying these great lines, and they're really giving great performances. And then the movie, Tom Hardy's in, like, this crazy fucking outfit with, like, spikes everywhere. Oh. And he's got this terrible makeup on, and it's horribly shot. And it's just like, oh, God. That's frustrating. <laughs> like, what a shame. There's some decent ideas in that script, but it's just, oh, it's, just, it's a nightmare. Depressing. <laughs> it's a really bummer ending. Not, not the most fun TNG thing. Oh, and one little uh, uh, trivia bit here from old internet ticker is uh the woman who plays the admiral that kira complains to it was uh leonard nimoy's wife really oh yes wife leonard nimoy uh, until his death family. yeah yeah she's uh she's part of the star trek fan for sure so just an interesting thing all right so we need to talk any more about past prologue or are we good uh i think we pretty much covered everything I think I think for I think for me I'm just I think for me I I, I I mean I don't know if it will but I would be curious to see if uh, if 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 we see Kira interact with 
anyone else from any, anyone anyone else from the resistance in the future because i mean because like because like that like that la that last shot uh or, or like like that that, la that last time that, that her and Tana, and Tanalos um Ta Tanalos interact with, before he's taken to prison and he just calls her traitor and like you see like i, I you see like a kind of her whole facial expression like like kind of a, almost a full realization that wow there are going to be people who i have sided with before who will definitely see me in this light now like i i am curious to see if we get to interact with more with 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 with, with more of her past and, and i mean like i mean the show is like seven seasons long so i'm i'm I, so, I, so i'm sure it, it will happen but i'm just curious i'm just curious as to like how soon yeah it's a uh, interesting that the last line is traitor as far as i can mm -hmm. remember mm -hmm. that's what we end on so it definitely ends on a like you'd think that they Kira. like you'd think that they get that 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 with that with her like saving the day and everything that or like her, her hoping to save the day that 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 we'd get like like a, a more upbeat ending to it but it's like nope we're gonna leave you in kind of a like hmm moment yep yeah that was really good acting on her part as well um yes. the the moment that uh you just referenced peter about when Owentana Lois calls her a traitor you can just see how much that one word affects her she's like yeah yeah exactly. i did just betray everything that i stood for for a really long time and it's maybe not what i stand for anymore but you know i've, I've betrayed a lot of people this isn't bad yeah like, yeah no definitely well done she, uh, well done to that actress nana visitor yes yes <laughs> i'm st i'm cheating because i have wikipedia no, do it. Do it. That's it. Do it to do it so that so that we can immediately correct us. Yeah, I've got the Wikipedia powers if we ever need them to look things up. Excellent. So I, I agree, she did very well. I, I really like Nina's performance so far. It's a tough one that she could come across probably as um picking the first three episodes, uh complainy. But uh she doesn't, you know. You kinda of feel her pain of years of suffering on the Cardassians and being lost in this new world and I like this new element of her it's, it's very interesting that she was a uh, a person who once believed in all terrorism but has moved on so it yeah. puts her in a nice middle ground position yeah, which is still always want, still wants to do, still wants to do the right thing but but still but still kind of navigating how to fully do that in in, in her in her new position without feeling that she is that she is, as Tana, as Tana Lose thinks, betraying every, every everything she once was. Indeed, indeed. So uh, our our fourth episode uh, was a man alone. So it was an Odo episode, and we get to see a little bit more, learn a bit more about Odo. Almost uh, the Batman of uh, Deep Space Nine. He's uh, uh, yeah, got excited. a million enemies, and he's stuck with them on this planet. Um, yes, uh, Odo. Quark's bar, and suddenly sees Ibudan, a person he uh, once turned in for murder of a Cardassian, but is now out because murdering Cardassian doesn't really matter much to the Bajorans anymore. Uh, Ibudan hates him because he stole medical supplies, I believe he said. He was smuggling medical supplies or held control of them and I let think a so, young yeah. child die. It was his story. Uh, so Odo tells everyone he hates him, and then when you know it, Ibudan dies, and everything looks like Odo did it. What I liked is, uh, I'll first say, and then of course you get a little bit of a Scooby-Doo-ish mystery, and uh -huh. actually if it's revealed, which we'll talk about later, the reveal. Very unique and clever, and only thing you can do in Star Trek. 
Um, but uh, one thing I did really like about this episode, at least I'll say, is uh, that everyone believed Odo, which is nice. I thought as soon as he saw his name on the thing, I was like, ugh, here it goes. Right. And uh, and, and, and everyone, including Cisco, kind of was very patient about it. Cisco was like, hey, I don't think you did it, but I kind of have to put you out of your job, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you can't, you have to understand, and Odo was, of course, mad, but Odo doesn't really trust Cisco yet, understandably. So I appreciated that everyone wasn't like, what? How could you do this? Like, it was... And then at the end, only Odo figures it out. Like, they work together as a team, which I really appreciate. There's much more trust than your usual kind of mystery plot yeah. style right. like this. Yeah, I, I think I, I think Cisco... I, I, I would like to think that Cisco had an understanding about about Odo with as long with as long as he had known him, like whether it was like short or long, whatever. That even though Odo had this total dislike hatred of Ibu, of Ibudan and wanted to like get him off the station or or whatever, I I, I, I like to think that Cisco 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 understood that since he told Odo don't do something stupid because he hasn't done anything wrong, that Odo would respect that. Right. Like, I feel that that Cisco knew that Odo has a strong sense of honor, so he wouldn't have, so so he wouldn't have been one to just take that kind of action to outright kill him, to outright kill Ibudan. Even even though, even though he had said, like, if I have to, I'll do it. Right. And it's very much, yeah, the case that, uh, Cisco is a good judge of character already, which is very good that he he knows Odo's maybe one to script the rules, but not one to murder. He's not that extreme in his views and, and understands more than he has to put up with what he does. Even if he butts heads with Cisco a lot because of it. Sarah, did you enjoy this episode? I mean, I <clears throat> I did, as 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 we've already covered. It it did sort of feel like you're generic Star Trek filler episode not to say that that's necessarily a bad thing but it was really rather formulaic and you know kind of predictable honestly but you know still great acting from all of the characters as always and you know that still still had some fun moments too like when uh, Quark was defending Odo to uh, to the Bajorans and they're like I thought you hated him what, what's what's up with this he's like well, I may be his worst enemy, but for Odo, that's the closest thing he's got to a friend. I was like, oh, right. shit, yeah. poor guy. Yeah, it's like, it's, <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you have a guy like Quark who even understands, yeah, so, yeah, Odo's kind of a jerk to me, but he has a reason to be a jerk to me. He's not mm-hmm. going to go and kill someone. Right. Right. And uh, I think I'll make a lot of Casablanca references as time goes on because it does remind me of a, when you're all stuck in a bar during wartime, in a sense, you know, mm. kind of similar characters and again this is more of like a, a peter laurie and, and uh peter oh god i forgot his name now the big <laughs> fat guy with the fez um <laughs> his character reminds me a lot of quark in that sense and like they hate each other but they kind of love each other too in a weird way and like they quark wouldn't mind seeing odo get rid of but he it's the enemy you know rather than the one you don't know sort of thing and I like that even though he, he had to come in and rub it in his face that he was screwed but he kind of also did a weird thing where like he was saying oh I guess everyone in prison if he met anybody and no he didn't so it was like I still tried but I'm still kind of glad I didn't find anything sort of interesting middle ground for a quark to be like I'm kind of glad you're still screwed but I tried you know I'm not going to lie that I didn't try to help you out a little bit 
Yeah, I feel I feel more I feel Quark would be like more sat like he'd be more satisfied if he if he were the one who would actually like, kind of, like, kind of screw Odo Odo over, but not to this extent, but but more of just like have him kicked off the station rather than like you're in prison forever, blah 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 blah. It's for sure. Yeah. It's kind of a cat and mouse thing between them. If that's a, if if that's an accurate way to describe it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It feels so. I mean, yeah, frenemies, something like that. Cat yeah. And mouse, yeah, frenemies. And then uh, we have the interesting sort of side plot that has nothing to do with you know this this whodunit mystery that's going on. Is oh, um, yeah, we, uh, we get to see plot. the doctor and Dax. A little bit, rather the doctor. Oh, I thought you meant the other B plot. I guess it's our our B and C. Oh yeah, C plot. <laughs> yeah, because we also talk about the teacher as well. Oh but, yeah, uh, that's true. That was so. That was such a weird <laughs> thing to have in this episode. I guess that's yeah. This episode, episode was a little bit all over the place. Yeah. I guess that's yeah, well, what first you brought up, Sarah. What uh, what do you think of of Dax trying to trying to make it with uh, no the other way around? Sorry, with Julian yeah. trying to make it with Dax. Dax seems kind of of the idea. I mean, I can't really blame him to be honest, but um, like uh-huh. we talked about in in the last episode, um, this doctor, you know, bless his heart, he he obviously knows what he's doing in in terms of medicine, and he does this the great thing with the you know growing the tissue sample or whatever and figuring out about the clones. Um, but in terms of, I don't know, living in the real world, I guess, or just that he's not really field tested, and so he doesn't really get how. Um, other species operate certainly ignorant of uh, of the trill, and he gets all um, you know sort of defensive whenever Cisco and Dax hang out. But Cisco's like, "We're cool, man. We're just we're friends." <laughs> all right. Like Dax was uh, my father it's... figure for several years, and yeah, now Dax looks like a you know really attractive woman. But this that's not why we like each other. <laughs> Right, and it was sort of interesting that uh, basically Cisco tells a story about him and and I forget the uh, the the male Dax's Curzon? name, Curzon Dax. I think it yeah, was Curzon. It was like Curzon Dax. Uh, basically, went and got laid. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like she now she is a uh, maybe we could call Dax a they and and Jadiza Jax is she. I don't know. That one of those pronoun questions get even harder in science fiction. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, but now they look and appear as attractive female, and it's like Cisco's himself dealing with some interesting situation. And I like Jadiza talking like, "Hey, you know, I understand if it doesn't work. A lot of people fall in love, or become friends with the other you, and if the timelines don't match up one hundred percent, and you meet the next version of me, uh-huh. uh, it can be kind of impossible." Even though you know I'm the same person, it happens. Like it was nice to see a Dax be understanding that's an issue, mm-hmm. and that he's clearly going through something. I like her line. She said something like, "No, embrace the awkwardness." Like, yep. it's yeah. weird. Like I, you I have like to understand it's weird. It's yeah, different. I, yeah. Yeah, like for, like for for me for me it kind of, for me it reminded uh, it reminded me of um of like of the cross between Avatar The Last Airbender and then Avatar Legend of Korra, um, specifically mm. the character of Katara, because she knew Aang as a child. She got married to him. Like, she like she was in a romantic relationship with the previous Avatar. And then to meet Korra, who is now the current Avatar, like, 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 as a young girl, like, 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 Katara, like Katara 
recognized the spirit of the Avatar. She recognized the spirit. She recognized that, in a way, the spirit of Aang was was now in this young girl. But but she but she still but she still understood like, hey, past life, current life, technically the same. I can live with that. Like like she like she like Katara understood. This is where we. This is where we are now, and it's and, and it's, it's the same situation with Cisco, or or or, or as or as you talked about last time, um, but uh, between uh, and Doctor Who, between the Doctor and his and, and his various companions. Definitely, and uh, it's very interesting. Again, I like that they have Cisco knowing the previous version of Dax. It makes for more interesting, compelling story than just like you were a man once. What? what? Like, like it's a little bit more. <laughs> like honest and interesting. Yeah, like, like they've they, they've already crossed that road. Right, right. And I, I like that uh, Julian, for all of his horn dogness, uh, appreciates that she is who she is, which I appreciate that he doesn't. That that isn't a joke thing. Like he's like, oh, you, and like he he just wants he just wants to just just wants Dax. Yeah, he he's still he's still trying to invite her to to have a drink of champagne. <laughs> still on ice i okay i'm sorry yeah i okay i don't know about you two but but like but but i found that i found that line endearing and cute of him it was like he's it, like i still have that champagne it's on ice i was like oh <laughs> like he's trying yeah. like he's really trying yeah they're definitely having a bit of a salmon day and playfulness when she was trying to it's like hey you have fun with this puzzle i've been trying to figure out for 140 years i'm sure you'll get it right away with like a good little joke about how he's only focused on her and not focused on anything else. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. <laughs> and uh, we had a C-plot uh, involving O'Brien's uh, very adorable wife uh, discovering that she wants to build a school. It's sort of a little bit of a weird sidetrack, but it's, I don't know. It's kind of cute, but maybe not nothing essential. Because the space station is not, a, is not a good place to raise children. Honey, <laughs> honey, what am I gonna do? I need something. To do. Why am I a botanist here? Yeah. <laughs> Poor thing. Yeah, I don't remember her from uh, Next Generation. I know she was in a couple episodes, but uh, I don't. I don't remember seeing her. I believe that uh, Worf actually delivered their baby at one episode. That's true. Oh my God. It was hysterical. Oh <laughs> it's like, God. this is not as it was in the simulation. <laughs> and Keiko's just there, like, <laughs> in labor and pissed off and everything. I think she, like, is, like, holding his hand at one point, And, he, he's, and he's in a lot of pain because of how hard she's squeezing. And it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to let's see. I'm wondering. Uh, I guess the main thing more is I don't think we see too much of Keiko in the future. But, uh. I think it's more of the question what to do with um, Jake Sisko, uh, Benjamin's son. He, he's being a dad is a very important part of his character, like we said before, and it's, it's made him very interesting already. But also this thing where it's like, what do you do with a teenager on a kid. show about like political <laughs> issues right. and like stuff teenagers aren't usually involved in? Um, and I hope it, they come up with something interesting. This is just kind of this is cute, but. Nothing too exciting for me. Yeah. I mean, the show spans seven seasons, so we're definitely gonna get to see Jake grow up, like literally. That's like, true. Like, very, very much in the same way that for TNG we saw Wesley grow up. So, so, so I mean, so I mean, I'm sure we'll have more that involves him. I just, 
hope that they don't do the whole like your boy's an absolute genius automatically like thing like that that <laughs> I, I would not i don't want a repeat of that no more uh not a whistly like your boy's a genius a put him genius. on the bridge done hmm. <laughs> i mean oh, uh i did kind of like how we saw him interacting with the what is it nog the, the Ferengi boy. Oh, yeah. And uh, yes, they were just, yes. you know, getting up to some childish mischief. And um, I don't know. I think that, that might be interesting. Instead of turning into a Wesley Crusher, he might be a bit more of an Alexander. Uh, just in that, you know, he's got to, to learn the line between having fun and then, you know, behaving yourself because you're the the boy of the headman in charge. Yeah, like, 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 being, like being, the past, being the child of a pastor. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. No, it's it's definitely the case of Cisco might even be more hard on him than other parents because he has to maintain the level of I'm in control. It's like you can't even control your son. Right. I can control a There's space a, station kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, and they, and like and and I and th like for, for, with with me with me being an army brat, like I, I can't exactly speak from the experience of speak speak, speak from the experience. Uh, necessarily of of my of, of like my of my dad was a, was a high ranking official blah 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 but I but but I did kind of have I did kind of have that experience of 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 of, of, ha of having a couple of friends here and there whose wh whose mom or whose mom or dad was like like w was of a higher rank and 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 be and because of that there was just more that was that was naturally expected of them like like they they weren't they were expected to to like to to really be kind of by the book to follow the rules to not act up to not to not mess up, so 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 I, so I can definitely I can definitely see that w with Cisco being like you are a reflection of me. If you mess up, this is how people will see me. Exactly, and it's an interesting place to put a, a young child, and it was just like you know they used to just be in a used to be in the uh, place where they built starships. Uh, you know they they were just in sort of a whatever kind of outposts, nothing too exciting, and that is much more in the, the land of being in control and being the person who has to live up to his father's expectations, and I wonder if that's going to be a big part of the, the series to come, as you mentioned. And I also enjoy that uh, future pranks, you know, there's not just itchy powder, it's itchy powder that makes you turn colors. That was <laughs> that fun. very odd. That was, that was cute. <laughs> cute. That was funny. <laughs> Um, so yes, uh, this episode ends with, uh, the reveal that, uh, as we mentioned, uh, the murderer was Odo himself, which is sort of a classic. No, not Odo, Almost... Ibudan. Yeah, it was Ibudan, sorry, it was Ibudan himself, uh, that's what I meant to say, uh, killing his own clone, which is almost like a Futurama joke. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's unique, it's one of the few things that only Star Trek can do. We enjoy the little twist at the end of this the mysteriously cloaked man that no one noticed somehow even though he right. was literally the only one wearing a very dark <laughs> cloak and it's like come on guys it's one of those classic uh, Star Trek edits I love where it's like very clearly an older actor who's not the Ibudan actor at all and yep. then he just kind of pulls off a cheap rubber mask and it's clearly another actor it's great it's yeah. just one of those wonderful little cheap Star Trek things that I love but uh, it worked it worked for me mm -hmm. <laughs> so do we yeah, so at the end, uh, Odo is. Uh, I wonder if there'll be any repercussions though about how quickly the uh, station wanted to basically lynch Odo. That was kind of crazy. Yeah. It was like a lynch mamba. I want. And, to and there's know. definitely a lot of like 
you could tell because Odo is the only species of his race as we know of so far. Yeah. Um, I think that might be the repercussions of this episode more than anything is that man, people were ready to kick his ass or kill him or something. Like, yeah. You know, he said, he had that one crazy, creepy line, like, how do you uh, strangle a shapeshifter? Yeah, that was like, really creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, 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 the, like the, the, men, the men who, and specifically that one guy who was. Who was who, who we all thought probably was going to be right. the murderer. Huh? Who we all probably thought I was saw him first was Kyle. He's the murderer, you know. Like, Same. Kind of yeah, I thought I thought so too. Like, like. But now he's still there. Like, yeah, like, that guy's not in jail. Like, like what? Like what? Like what's his motivation? At, 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 and actually, actually, come to think of it, didn't 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 we also see him um in, in, in the in the last episode in past prologue talking to the Dura sisters? Hmm. Did we? I feel I that was just uh, when like they were hiding and they were selling stuff because that was uh. As the terrorists they were talking to, the maybe, maybe maybe it was maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm mistaken. You may, you may be right, but I'm, but I mean but I mean no, but I mean but I mean so, in, but in, in either in either case, like I'm curious, like what was his mode? Like, like why was he so gung ho on on on, on, fr- on framing Odo? Was it, was it because he really did think that Odo that Odo did it, or because he or because he because he is yet another person who has like some kind of ulterior motive going forward? Right, no, that's a that's a that's a great question, and definitely is the case. Is like if he had no, I don't think at the end they said that he had any relation to Ibudan. I think it's right. just Ibudan working on his own. So mm-hmm. it definitely shows that there's a lot of underlying hatred for Odo, uh, Space Nine, that it can erupt at any moment. Something obviously Ibudan was kind of counting on. So we'll see how it plays out in the future. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else to uh, discuss, or do you think we've covered both episodes? Okay. I think we're good. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, this episode. I mean, this 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 episode ends with Keiko with Keiko start having her first class. Like, so it's like yeah, happy ending. We wish her the best of luck. Yes. Sweet thing. Yeah, <laughs> teaching a te- teaching a multicultural classroom for the entire space station. Good luck to you. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a tough one. That's a tough one. She only had four students though, so it's not too hard. But uh, I mean, it's day one. Right, you gotta get more people in. Yeah, I did like when the uh, Gorn Gom. I can't remember which. Uh, it's not Quark. It's a different uh, different Ferengi. Like, all right, Nog's try dad. for a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, Nog's dad is like fine. We'll try for a little bit. And I liked her selling it. That was cute. Where she was like. Well, you know, they'll learn about business and negotiation skills. And he's like, hmm. Oh, oh yeah, she spun that really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so our next episodes will be first up, Babel, Season 5, Episode 5. Season 1, Episode 5. And Season 1, Episode 6, Captive Pursuit. So that'll be our next two episodes we'll talk about next time. All right, and for everyone at Geek Space 9, uh, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time about those episodes. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone.